I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. Hey folks, welcome back to the Strong and Simple podcast. This is Marissa bringing you this week's mini-sode. And this week's focus is going to be a nutrition focus. We are going to be talking about back to school and packing lunches. So the reason why I wanted to, to tackle this topic, and I should start out by, you know, adding a disclaimer. I am not a pediatric nutritionist. I am not an occupational therapist um, or anything along those lines. I'm, <laughs> I'm a nutrition coach, but I wanted to talk about this because I think that there's so much pressure on parents and caregivers. I mean, all the time, but particularly this time of year is school starting to kick off again. And first of all, we, we need to acknowledge what is going on. There's some really toxic stuff that goes on when it comes to having kids in the school system and sending those kids to school with lunch, right? And those, those unrealistic expectations that folks are faced with are, you need to pack a completely aesthetically pleasing, beautiful looking lunch a la Pinterest, right? Expectation number two, you need to pack a perfectly balanced, ultra nutritious lunch as well. Expectation number three, you're supposed to know what a perfectly balanced, nutritious lunch looks like for that kid. Oh, and number four, your kid is supposed to eat that lunch. And if they don't, somehow it's a reflection on you. So those are, I mean, and I'm sure there, there's more, but those are the, the four unrealistic expectations that I witness most frequently with other folks. Again, another disclaimer, I myself do not have children. I am not a caregiver to children. I do know folks that have children. And so I hear for, about this kind of thing a lot. And there is this really terrible, toxic parent slash caregiver shaming that goes on when really what needs to happen is everybody needs to look around and acknowledge that these expectations are incredibly toxic and unrealistic, and it's not helping anybody to try to hold other folks to those expectations. So let's just get that out of the way first and foremost. This is the problem. And because of that feeling of those that pressure from those expectations, that fear of being shamed by other folks with kids in the school system, it can kind of make sending kids to lunch with, uh, or sending kids to school with a lunch, this like really high stakes game. And it's not a fun game in, in any way, shape or form. And it adds a whole lot of stress to an already stressful time where kids are going back to school, we are trying to find new routines. We are acclimating to changes, all kinds of things. And you know, some folks, you know, getting back to a regular work schedule after the summer. So a whole lot of other things going on. And the last thing we need is to feel like we are somehow a failing because 
our lunchbox doesn't look like it should be on a Pinterest page. So that's the first thing that I wanted to just put out there. Like, let's just stop giving other parents crap. First of all, you don't know what's going on in somebody else's household. You don't know what they have the means to pack for a school lunch. It's none of your business what their kids are eating either. So let's just stop with the crazy shaming and holding ourselves and others to these absolutely ridiculous standards, first and foremost. Kind of stemming from those unrealistic standards, I think we often also hear folks just absolutely shit on school lunch program, just across the board. And that is also very often super unrealistic criticism of the program. Keep in mind, this is a program that is seeking to both meet nutritional needs, but also offer foods that your average kid is actually interested in eating. Most kids aren't looking for the sauteed, boneless, skinless chicken breast with salad and, you know, whole grain bread or whatever for, for lunch, right? Most kids are looking for pizza and dino nuggets, and that's what they're able to eat and willing to eat. So for the most part, school lunches are actually pretty well balanced. And really what the issue is, is it, it comes down to this moralization of food, the same exact moralization of food that we see in diet culture when folks start shaming each other for what they're eating as adults. It's this, this demonization of food where, you know, this, this apple is this perfectly virtuous food, but this pizza is trash. And it, what it, it does is it oversimplifies these foods and completely overlooks the fact that there is nutrition to be found in dino nuggets and pizza. We're looking at protein. We're looking at carbohydrates. We're looking at other micronutrients and those foods as well. So having your kids served a slice of square pizza once a week isn't really that big of a deal. Likewise with the dino nuggets or what have you. Not really that big of a deal. And if it's what kids will actually eat, then that's what's really important. We're getting the food into them. We're getting the nutrients into them. And here's the thing. A fed kid is a fed kid, okay? If kids are going hungry, they cannot learn. They cannot develop properly. They're going to develop a whole host of other issues socially, academically, athletically, extracurricularly, all of these other things. So we need to stop shitting on this and shaming folks for allowing their kids or relying on school lunch program as well, because it's nonsense to be shaming folks for that. So that's the other thing I wanted to get out of the way before I get more into the nitty gritty of if you are somebody who is packing a school lunch for a child to bring with them, what are some of the things that you need to know? So I wanna give you some like quick and dirty information, some tips as well. And hopefully this will help kind of simplify the lunch packing process and also take some stress and pressure off as well. So that being said, as I said before, hungry kid cannot learn. So we want to focus on 
giving them number one, foods they will actually eat. Number two, foods that will provide the nutrition that they need to support them in the school environment. And number three, foods that will help keep them feeling full and satisfied throughout the day as well. Because if they're hungry, they're gonna get distracted. It's gonna be a whole lot harder to learn. So the first thing that we wanna focus on when it comes to ingredients in a packed lunch is gonna be carbohydrates. I know the keto crowd is gasping, right? So carbohydrates are our body's primary source of energy. They are our brain's preferred by far source of energy. And the thing with our brain is once it depletes its stores of glucose, which is what carbohydrates are converted into for energy in our body, once our brain depletes its stores of glucose, it can't pull glucose from other parts of the body. That's it. Okay. So and it does not use fat for energy very efficiently. So you might've heard the term keto fog, which is something that folks have reported when they're on a ketogenic diet or a very low carb diet, they feel like they're having a hard time focusing. Maybe they're a little bit more forgetful. They're just not as on it as they usually are. That's a result of the brain not getting its preferred source of energy and having to rely on a source that it doesn't use very efficiently, which is fat. So making sure that there are carbohydrates in your kid's lunchbox so that they can be giving their brain the energy it needs to learn all day. And don't forget, it's not just about learning. It's also about socializing. That's working the brain too. If they're stressed out in school, whether it's, you know, with a, because of a test or a social situation as well, that's going to put more tax on the brain as well. So making sure that they have enough carbohydrates to keep their brain fueled and then to keep them going as well. So they're not falling asleep in class. So that they're able to run around and play with their friends at recess or at after school sports as well. Now, when it comes to the type of carbohydrates, I'm not talking good carb, bad carb, because that's not a thing. There's no such thing as a bad carb unless it's literally a rotten carbohydrate or if it's gluten and you have celiac. Okay. And it's a bad carb to you in that situation if you have celiac. So I'm talking about complex carbs versus simple carbohydrates. Now, ideally, we're giving kids mostly complex carbohydrates. The reason for that being they're typically going to be a source of more vitamins and minerals. They're also going to be a source of fiber. And what that fiber is going to do is make it so that we digest that carbohydrate more slowly and we get a more steady stream of energy from that carbohydrate. So it's kind of a, a slower distribution of glucose into our bloodstream. Whereas with simple carbohydrates, we digest them very quickly. We tend to get a spike in that blood glucose level and then it drops off again. So that's not lasting energy if we're having a big spike and then a plummet on the other side of it. So ideally working in those complex carbohydrates. So those are going to be things that are rich in fiber, as I said before. So things like oats, other whole grains, like some good hearty whole grain bread, fruits are going to be a source of complex carbohydrate. Um, legumes, things like chickpeas, edamame, things along those lines. Those are also going to be a source of complex carbohydrates for the kiddos as well. Now, a lot of kids aren't really into the things that are typically good sources of complex carbohydrates. And that's okay because simple carbohydrates are energy too. And here's a little trick. 
if you compare, if you can pair, excuse me, those simple carbohydrates with a source of the second key ingredient in that lunchbox protein, what that's going to do is it's going to slow down the digestion of that simple carbohydrate. And so the effect of that simple carbohydrate is going to look similar to a complex carbohydrate rather than that giant spike and then a dip in energy levels. So providing that protein is going to be key for that. Other reasons why protein is super ingredient number two is because protein is the building blocks of our body. It's the building blocks of our immune system. It helps us rebuild, repair, and heal. It is involved in the building of new tissues. So for growing children, super, super important. So making sure that they are getting protein in their breakfast, in their lunch, in their dinner, in their snacks, getting as much of that protein in as possible for them to support their growing and developing bodies is going to be critical. Also, if your kids are super active, right? Kids get hurt. They don't have really great motor skills. They don't really have great proprioception. So making sure that they are eating enough protein so that they can heal efficiently from those injuries that they will inevitably sustain on the playground or on the sports field. Also really important. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, but schools are kind of a giant Petri dish. As I mentioned before, protein is the building blocks of our immune system. So making sure that your kids are eating enough protein so that they can fight off infections. And also if they do get sick, they're able to recover from that more efficiently as well. So we've got complex carbohydrates, we've got protein. The other thing that protein does is it helps keep us feeling full for longer periods of time. So if your kids are eating complex carbohydrates or even simple carbohydrates and protein, Chances are it's going to stay with them for longer during the school day. So they're not going to get distracted by feeling hungry during the school day. That's component number two. Component number three, we want to make sure that our kids are getting sources of fat in their diets as well. Fat plays a number of roles in our body, just to name two. It's a source of energy, and it is also involved in the formation of hormones within our body as well human growth hormone, right? What are kids doing? They're growing, right? So making sure that there is some healthful fats in your child's lunchbox is also going to be super important to support their growing bodies. So things like cheese, dairy, right? Hard-boiled eggs, edamame, um, other legumes, if your school permits nuts, nut butters and whole nuts are also a great source of healthful fats as well. Avocado kids are like all about the avocado. Um, nowadays anyway, <laughs> um, hummus can also be a good source of that as well. So making sure that you are including that in there is going to be the third critical component, right? Now you're probably thinking, okay, well, what about fruits and vegetables? Well, if you were listening, first of all, I said fruits kind of as a complex carbohydrate. Um, but second of all, you know, vegetables, obviously you want your kids to be eating vegetables. So the question is, how can you work those vegetables in with those other key components, right? Some vegetables are going to be a great source of those complex carbohydrates, like carrots, for example, right? Um, but you definitely want to make sure that you are including some vegetables in there as well. Um, whether that is, you know, having some 
celery to dip in the hummus or cucumber or whatever the vegetable is that your child is actually willing to eat is going to be key. So that's kind of like the trifecta of what you're looking for when it comes to assembling a really well-balanced lunch for kiddos in school. Keep in mind, I don't know, you know how long it's been since any of you listening have been in school. I know it's been a while for me, but I do remember school's a really long day, especially for younger kids. And, you know, yes, there are breaks built in and yes, you're changing subjects, but that's still a really long time for you to be in one place with the same people and actively learning for most of it. So really making sure that we are providing enough food and the right kinds of food to support that is going to be super, super critical. Now, things aren't gonna look perfect all the time. As I said before, regardless of the unrealistic expectations and pressures that we put on ourselves and others, Things aren't going to be perfect. So we need to just let go of that expectation. You are not going to make a Pinterest-worthy lunch every single day, period, the end. You're not going to hit all the nutrition points every single day, period, the end. Your kid is going to come home with 90% of his lunch not eaten on some days. It happens. It's not the end of the world. And there are going to be days where you need to take some shortcuts to put together that lunch, whether that shortcut is throwing in a go-gurt instead of putting together a container of plain low-fat yogurt with frozen berries in it or whatever it is, right? Maybe it's, I don't know, throwing in just a, a bag of salted nuts or something like that for some protein, or, you know, maybe it's packing the same thing for five days straight, because that happens to be the flavor of the week for your kid. And that's what they're willing to eat. That's okay. That's okay. Again, we're not going for perfection because perfection is a lie. There's no such thing as perfection. So take that pressure off of yourself and allow yourself those shortcuts. You can throw string cheese into a lunchbox that is a great source of calcium and protein. Perfection, super easy, rip it off, throw it in, done, okay? Buying those pre-packaged um, veggies in dip or pretzels in dip, right? If that is something that's economically feasible for you to afford, absolutely, that's totally fine. Buying pre-cut fruits and vegetables, that's totally fine too. You do not have to buy whole fruits and then use the cookie cutters to cute, cut them into cute little shapes. You don't have to do that. Keep in mind, if you are not sane, <laughs> it's gonna come through to your kids. So don't drive yourself insane trying to make these perfect lunches all the time. It's also important to recognize that when we are putting all of this unnecessary pressure and stress on ourselves when it comes to these lunches, that shows through to the kiddos. They pick up on that. And it can be very easy to accidentally start communicating things to those kids that maybe don't build the healthiest relationships with food or their bodies. Keep in mind, kids as young as seven have reported a desire to start dieting and to change their bodies as young as seven. So we really need to be careful that we're not communicating, oh no, I packed a junk lunch for you this week. These are unhealthy foods. We need to be careful that we're not using that language around them. We need to be careful that if they come back 
five days in a row and the vegetables in their lunchbox are not touched, we're not making a big deal about it. We're not. Yeah, it's it sucks and it can be stressful to see that happening. But putting pressure on your kid to eat those foods is not the answer. It's not going to be helpful. So being really cognizant of how we're communicating about food and whether or not all this stress, like they, these are adult issues, right? This, 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 this stress and this pressure and all these things, being cognizant of whether or not that's coming through is going to be super important as well to making sure that your kids are developing a helpful relationship with food and with their own bodies. So those are my tips for you for packing lunches as the school year kicks off. If you have questions about this topic or literally anything else that we could possibly answer, please reach out to us. We've already gotten some really cool suggestions and we're looking for more. So you can email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram at strongandsimplepodcast, or you can also go to our website, strongandsimplepodcast.com as well. Also, don't be afraid to join the conversation on Instagram. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts on our episodes, your feedback, um, your own experiences as well. So absolutely, please reach out to us. And thanks for listening. And I hope you have a great week and happy back to school. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at strong and simple podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strong and simple podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs, to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.